Yes, yes, okay. Yeah, the license plate found by my team of one of your trucks is, uh, let me read this, um, 8FKJ916. Oh, what do you mean that doesn't exist? No, we found it, and so, oh. Hello, my best boys and girls. So today, we are going to be talking about a TV show, a limited edition, potentially, Netflix TV show called The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. Enjoy it because that will be the absolute last time I pronounce that correctly. Now, we initially started uh, to watch it because, well, it stars Kirsten Bell. And uh, we like her. You know, she's Queen Anna, she's Eleanor Shellstrop, she's a pretty good actress. And we also thought the name was kind of funny, you know, it's an extremely long name. I know just saying it doesn't sound very long, but if you look it up, it's an unusually long name. Now, to talk about it, I have someone that really doesn't need any introduction because she has been the guest star for the longest time on my podcast. She was my girlfriend. And then some really, really, really big things happened, and she's now my wife. Mm -hmm. Say hi. Hi, everyone. Yeah, so uh, she decided to watch it with me, and so uh, we're just going to be kind of discussing it. This, um, I'm actually kind of going back to how I used to record episodes, where I give a pro and a con. And a pro and a con, and a pro and a con, and then some things in the middle. Yeah, so uh, let's get to it. But before I get to the woman in the street across the house from the window, let's get to the sponsor in my podcast across the street from I guess the laundry room okay this didn't work just roll that clip of me from like two years ago talking about sponsor can you roll it okay great thanks so first we should probably explain the plot line first basically I heard that this might be a parody of stuff like of the woman on the train or whatever maybe it's just the title that's a parody but regardless, it was very interesting. Just like how I'm watching my cats interacting. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So, basically what's about Kristen Bell, Anna. Her name's Anna, actually. Interestingly. Yeah, it's really close to that character name. Yeah. Um, basically, she is interested in her new neighbor. That's a daughter, single father. Then she does some digging and some investigating. She's like, huh, his wife died under mysterious circumstances. That's interesting. And then she uh, she sees that there's this flight attendant lady who uh, is like his girlfriend, right? Or something like that? I think so, yeah. Yeah, uh, his girlfriend. And then she sees, so Anna, Anna, Kirsten Bell, Eleanor, whatever you want to call her, is the woman in the house. The girl in the window is the flight attendant who she sees with like a neck wound, like holding her neck, like really shocked because, you know, if you were holding your neck after being stabbed, I think you guys would be a little bit shocked too. And then she falls over dead. And so basically she has to find out what's going on, what, why did he kill her, if is he the killer in general, how will he be brought to justice, and all that stuff. So, all that being said, the plot was a really solid plot. Yeah. 
Like, it was a bit cliche, you know? Like, she has to investigate. She has to find investigators. Then she found out the third grade teacher... Was it third grade or was it just a grade school teacher? For what? Um, because the girl's teacher, the his daughter's teacher also died. Was it third grade or just oh. random? Just general age school. It, I'm age. not sure. I can't remember how old she was. She seemed a little bit older than third grade. Like, maybe fourth or fifth, but... I'm not sure. I don't know if they ever clarified how old this girl was and what okay. grade she was in, from my knowledge. Okay, so basically her elementary school teacher died. And what was interesting was he, I think his name's Neil, right? That sounds yeah. about right. Neil was there at the time. So she's like, what the heck? So she thinks that he did it. She's like, all right, I'm going to find this. I'm going to bring him to justice. Then she, uh, after doing some digging, she meets this one guy. Rocky or Dragon or whatever his name was. Dragon? I feel like it's Dragon, but I'm not 100% certain on that. I don't know. I don't really remember the names. It's been a while. It's been a little while, yeah. Um, yeah, he was a stripper. Mm. Fun. But he was also a con artist, too. So she thought, like, when he randomly appeared in the house, he's like, what are you doing? And so he thinks that it's her that did it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he finds out that the flight attendant lady was actually trying to scam him and the daughter. Oh, yeah. And then she goes on this giant rabbit hole with this uh, recurring character, Buell, who becomes important later on. Bueller. Bueller. Um, Bueller is, you know, the handyman that keeps on trying to repair a, uh, repair the, um, mailbox that won't get fixed, which is, I feel like, kind of a metaphor for something that's happening in our lives right now. But we won't get into that. I I thought you were going into, um, like, for her life, she's continuing to have this problem. Oh, I was just saying how it's the AC. I know. Yeah. The thing you hear is the portable AC right now. So, anyways, um, all that aside, she basically has to investigate and she plays detective. Um, she does kind of, I guess, dissociate a little bit. Yeah. From herself. And then she also thinks that she might have done it, but just not remember it. Now, she does not have dissociative identity disorder, which is where she turns into another person entirely. She just, you know, kind of dissociates, kind of has a little bit of an out-of-body experience. So that's the pro. Yeah. All right. The con, however, they, Eleanor, Kristen Bell, Anna, Anna, whatever, mm-hmm. wants to, you know, she wants to kind of picture uh, what happened. Like, she comes up with a bunch of hypotheses on what happened and how it happened. Mm-hmm. Like, she thinks, like, and this is probably how you killed your wife. And But it's presented to us, the audience, as, like, canon. Like, this definitely happened. So we're like, oh, I guess she figured it out. I guess this is what happened. Mm-hmm. But sometimes she makes mistakes. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to get into the twist just yet, but she can be kind of inaccurate in her predictions. But it's presented to us as, like, 
factual evidence with literally no indication that is just her hypothesis. Like, she's not like, and I bet this is how it happened. No, the episode literally opens up with that. And she's like, yeah, that's how it happened. And we're like, oh, okay, guess she figured it out. That's how it happened. But <laughs> it threw me for a loop, personally. I, I don't know that it threw you for a loop yeah. at all. Yeah, I think so. Yeah? So, you agree? Mm. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, it did throw me off. Like, but... I feel like there's a lot of twists in the show that are unexpected that we'll get into more also, especially at the end. Yeah. And uh, another thing I want to mention, just one more thing in this segment that I want to mention, is that the twists are clear. They're clear cut. It's not... It, it's, it normally... It doesn't get too muddled up. It's not like, oh, she would... It's, it's very clear, I guess. Um, it's mm-hmm. like... Oh, flight attendant was actually a bad person because she was trying to scam it. It didn't. It, it it ended at that. That that's all that we needed for that. But it's not like oh, but he's actually an even worse person because he does this. But the stripper guy is actually a double agent for the Russians. And then Eleanor Shellstrom, Kristen Bell, Anna. I really got to shorten that. I'll just say Anna for now on. Yeah. Yeah. Anna is now actually working for the Russians, and then they're all aliens, and then it's a body snatching invasion. Blah, blah, blah. No. <laughs> it's all very clear cut, I think. Yeah. Very easy to follow. I get confused easily. Mm. I mix up my words often, too, so I don't know if that's an indication of getting confused. But the twists were very clear. So, overall, pro, good, interesting plot. Con, you presented some stuff as canon when it's not meant to be canon. So, the next pro is that the characters are all pretty solid. Like, they're very distinct. They're not bland. They don't blend together. Um, Anna's character actually has a really interesting uh, flaw that they included, where she faints in the rain. And that's due to a, uh, a traumatic event that happened to her in the rain that we'll get to very shortly. Um, also, some other characters that are good. Well, unique, I should say. Neil and the daughter are pretty unique. You know, they are clearly traumatized by everything. The flight attendant has multiple layers. So does the stripper, who she actually does suspect for a little while. Yeah. But then she's just like, okay, you know what? No, it's not you. The, there's a police woman that already cleared him pretty early on. Buell's also really interesting. He's just kind of like, he doesn't really know what's going on that much. There's clearly, like, definitely has, like, a little something wrong with him, but... Overall, he's a likable guy, despite him taking forever to fix a mailbox. Like, I I can't really... I've never fixed a mailbox before, but I imagine it wouldn't be very hard. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Yeah, you would think it wouldn't actually take that long to do that. So, it does seem a little suspicious that he keeps coming back to her place to work on that. But we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, and yeah, the I really want to talk about the character flaw in Anna because you know the traumatic event happened in the rain, and we're both we both took psychology. We're psychology graduates now, mm-hmm. and, um, and graduate students. Grad student, yes, grad students. Mm-hmm. Summa cum laude. <laughs> CBU Lancers, Lance up. Yeah, and uh, and. That's how, that's a good way of how the brain, how she faints in the rain. It's, uh, pretty legitimate, I'd say. Mm-hmm. 
reason for responding to trauma. The brain can respond in many different ways to trauma, just from slowly, you know, just shutting it out and completely forgetting about it, to even splitting off into different selves, different personalities, I guess. Um, yeah, and it's also a really interesting character flaw because clearly she doesn't live in California because it happens a lot. Rain. Yeah, like Seattle or something. Yeah, I was thinking Seattle too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Seattle's probably the most likely. Maybe Canada, eh? Canada? I mean, I was just going I further thought, up north. I thought they were in the U.S., though, at least. They are. It's definitely a coastal city because t- the field trip that she was talking about like she went to a lighthouse to find out what happened to the teacher oh yeah was on you know the coast and i don't think you should take small children across the country yeah that just doesn't seem very smart mm. yeah so the characters are all pretty good now the con they're stupid <laughs> especially well not everybody but some are notable Mainly her husband, who turned into her Mm ex-husband, is the stupidest person alive. And tried to be her therapist. And also tried to be her therapist, too. And somehow she didn't... I think it's interesting she somehow didn't recognize his voice. Because I think he just talked to her over the phone. And that's Mm -hmm. how she got prescribed her medications and stuff. Which she would take usually with wine. (laughs) <laughs> which was I think not a good call for it's her. not it's like that's we not. literally talked about this in my internship yeah not to mix like it with it's not a good alcohol. idea yeah um but she would talk to him on the phone and, and he's just and labeled as sessions. therapist yeah he's just labeled as therapist it's not like Joey Butler that's not his mm-hmm. name but yeah and and like she would talk to him and I guess somehow not recognize that's her ex-husband's voice that she's hearing so i thought that was interesting too that she didn't realize i think until near the end that it was actually him the whole time which is also if you don't already know is not ethical to be um providing therapy for someone that you know personally like a friend or family member or in this case also like your wife ex-wife so yeah dual dual relationship right yes. conflict of interest uh-huh. that another thing? yeah like all, yeah. all that yeah it's it's just a problem for many reasons they want you to be objective with the people you work with and not have a specific opinion or like sway um i guess what you're gonna tell them because of how you know them on that different level personally so it's better when you don't know them and you also don't develop a a relationship with them outside of being their therapist too they also talk about that Mm -hmm. so that that's also a big thing like once you become their therapist that should be the only role you have in their life and not like really become friends or especially like romantic interests they they have a limit on that i think two years yeah two years um, i think it might vary after after your last session with them before you can be with them romantically i guess like to see if you're still interested or something but not like two yeah. minutes after you're done with your session yeah yeah so 
that's just a really big thing. So I'm not sure why he thought that was a good idea to do that with her and he never told her who he was and she somehow never knew or realized that it was him and she, I guess, couldn't tell in his voice. I don't know if he spoke differently with her on the phone, maybe, and that's why she didn't realize it and couldn't tell who it actually was, but I just thought that was interesting that he decided to do that, and I think that is just one of mm-hmm. uh, multiple poor choices he made in this series, so... He's the main idiot, actually, I'd say. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Also, with that, he's literally labeled in the phone as therapist. Yeah. I thought that they would, you know, explain, exchange, you know, like, hi, I'm this person. Mm-hmm. And this person. And if you wanted to, I'm sure you could have, you know, foreshadowed it. Like, let's say the husband's name is Timothy. Mm-hmm. When, in the, when they first explain, exchange, you know, pleasantries, you know, saying like, oh, my name's this, my name's this. You could say, yeah. they call me Tim... Mm-hmm. And he could just be labeled as Tim. That'd be clever foreshadowing, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Now we get to the part I really want to talk to about. So there are things that are called bring your daughter to work day. Or it's, like child. Okay. I think it may have just been daughter, especially. No, I think no? it was just your child. Just yeah. Okay. I don't think they would discriminate, like, oh, only your daughter uh, or your son. John, Johnny tested that. But that was just so Johnny can, you know, get into a bunch of mischief. It, well, I, I just think normally it's just, you know, whoever you have as a child, whether it's a son or a daughter, so that you're not kind of, like, going against, like, oh, sorry, it's only my daughter and your son's left out and he's probably upset about it. Actually, nowadays they're probably going to be, you know, stuff. <laughs> some other issues with that but mm-hmm. we won't get into that um but i i never did that and i don't think Me you did either. yeah but personally i, I don't think, think it's that common i think for the both of us we would both be kind of bored with what our dads do mm, well I've, I've kind of worked with him though so yeah. like i i did my own thing but we were sometimes like in the same room okay so yeah. i i kind of knew what that was like like being okay. there but um, I guess it was a little bit different though because I, I wasn't like watching what he was doing or like you know getting that kind of experience it, I was doing my own work just mm. nearby but it seems somewhat similar I think I I think I may have been with my dad on some business trips you know small ones like mm. I'm pretty sure we've gone to San Francisco to watch the Giants baseball go Giants Dodgers suck go Giants mm-hmm. um, just have to that little PSA out there um <laughs> At least once, but I never went with him to the office and then 2020 hidden in. Every day was bring your family to, or bring your work to your family day, kind of. Yeah. Anyways, we, we already know what the husband does. Therapy, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing too bad, just maybe some HIPPA, HIPAA. Yeah. Um, confidentiality breaches. But I asked my family, what are some of the worst places to bring your child to work? There are a variety of answers. A strip club. That was what my aunt said. Sewage system, that's what my grandma said. Some other bad ones are, you know, a construction site could be kind of dangerous. Mm-hmm. If they're, especially if they're really small, like, ooh, crane. Um, yeah. You know, a prison, that's pretty bad. Um, 
the army, the police officers, that could be pretty bad. Any, anything else you want to say before we get to the actual where he works at? Well, I think where he works at would definitely qualify. Definitely. As one of them. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure of others, though. I feel like what you said mm-hmm. um, made a lot of sense already. Yeah. So we get to the backstory you know it's take your child to work day the rain is pouring i'm like they get in the car i'm like okay car got car spun out of control she blames her husband car crashed child died easy right clear cut see it coming no they, they survive on the trip there and they get to his work yeah he works at a prison with yeah. mentally unstable people yeah i think he is a forensic psychologist yeah and that's why he's working sometimes in the prisons and working with inmates and these these aren't people that are like you know uh hang on and these aren't sorry to reiterate because we had cat issues and these aren't people that are like Okay, I did a bad thing. I didn't want to do the bad thing, but I was forced into it. I felt like I had no choice, yada, yada, yada. I'm a changed person. No. These are people with, I'm pretty sure he had antisocial personality disorder. Did he, was it ever explained? I feel like that's possible. Oh, what the um, inmate had that he was talking to? Yeah. Was it ever explained or was it just, you know? I think they just explained, like, what he did, like, his previous crime history, which, like, explained... Okay. what happened but I don't think they diagnosed him because I think sometimes like the the inmates he works with I don't think they have to have a mm. diagnosis to work with them I think it, you know it's just kind of like trying to figure out why did they commit this crime you know what's their previous yeah. history what have they experienced why are they doing this and maybe you know preventing it from happening in the future if there's a chance yeah. of them getting out of prison soon you know trying to help them like change their life kind of a thing so yeah now, i think it's more about that now another thing we i feel like we should mention is that people with mental disorders are everyday people mm-hmm. no different from you listening or me my wife any of my guest stars mm-hmm. obviously it was overdone for the purpose of the show yeah i think it it was kind of dramatized for it but it doesn't define the person yeah. If they have something. And if someone is struggling with mental disorder out there, um, we encourage you to get whatever help you need. Like, find a good therapist, find a good doctor, and know that there are people out there who love you and support you. Mm-hmm. That being said, um, so, he works at the prison mm-hmm. with the inmates. Yep. Now, I think there's only one worse area to bring your child at. And that is war, an active war zone. And I'm not talking like Vietnam, although that was a pretty bad one. Like I'm not talking about Vietnam at, back at the base chilling or like at a home base. No, I'm talking about World War I in the trenches, on the front lines. Yeah. Yeah, Finn, I see you looking at me. That's the worst place. Fight me on that. And yeah, go back to licking yourself. Pansy. What are you, a kitten? Yeah, he is. He is. So yeah. And then he apparently already thinks in his mind, oh, this is a great idea to bring my young girl to this. <laughs> well, I, I think also um, 
before they left, I think Anna was kind of concerned mm-hmm. for them, like about, you know, taking her, you know, like, oh, should you, shouldn't you do this? I, I think that that was part of her problem, too. I think she kind of blames herself. Yeah. Besides her husband for letting him take her there. Because she, she must have known, you know, it's kind of a dangerous situation to put her in. Like, probably if I was her mom, I'd be like, no, you know, like, yeah. I wouldn't expect the worst thing to possibly happen, like, in this case, but just better safe than sorry kind of a thing. Like, I would kind of be against it and um, would not think that would be a good idea, so. Yeah, I mean, like, I would definitely be like, uh, no. Yeah. Like, I'm already protect a little bit protective of our cats, like... When we first adopted Holly, I didn't really want her to go outside that much because, you know, cars mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, like, you don't know what could happen when you let them outside. But she, I feel like with her, though, I'm I'm okay with it because I have seen how she is out there. And she has survived a while being mostly outside for some of her life for, like, the last year uh, until we took her in. So... I've seen that, like, I think she's pretty tough, and she can handle herself, and, like, you know, if a cat comes up to her, she can, you know, stop them, and... She's fought off three cats before. Yeah. Anyways, this isn't about our cats. This is post-credits, rants, and references. Yes. And back to the woman in the street across the house from the window with a girl. Nailed it. (laughs) So, in that... Um, he decides that it's already a great idea to bring my daughter to a prison. Mm-hmm. He decides to... T- now, <clears throat> at this point, I was thinking hopefully like a warden or the CEO or boss of the prison would be like, okay, yeah, leave her there. Yeah. Actually, just go home, you idiot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he decides to bring her in with an interview with an inmate. Totally unrestricted, you know? Like, that's mm-hmm. just, yeah. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. And that, but wait, there's more! Mm-hmm. He has to step out for a second. Mm-hmm. One of his bosses wants to talk to him. Yeah. Now, now, I could argue that he just wanted to leave her there. He left her there, by the way. Mm-hmm. With the guy. Yeah. Now, I could have argued that, you know, maybe he's concerned about some ethical violations, like, you know. He doesn't want, you know, information to get leaked, but based on the, based on this guy's previous history with ethical violations, I really don't think that's the case. Mm-hmm. He's clearly not concerned with that, and probably just yeah. go in one ear out the other with her. She'll probably forget about the name by that day or something. Oh, yeah. But no, he leaves her in there, unguarded with him. The door shuts behind him. The Oh, and uh, what was the guy's crime? It, it, it was something harmless, mm-hmm. like, you know tax evasion it was tax evasion maybe like you know a drunk driving right so she should be fine oh wait it wasn't tax evasion it was worse oh yeah it was literally killing and eating his family mm-hmm. why would you leave your little girl in there with him and lock the door behind you well he didn't lock it he he left and you could hear the door close and it locked and i don't think he he didn't realize that would happen. He immediately turned around and, like, looked in, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I just left her in a locked room so he couldn't get back in to take her out. 
Shouldn't there be a button for that, like emergency release or emergency I've, lock and unlock? Shouldn't, I don't shouldn't know. that be a thing? Oh, Do right, these thing. people live in Moron World. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's how the dog died. Yeah. And that's why she hates the rain. Well, you didn't say how she died. Well, the guy killed her and ate some of her. Well, I think he. It, they didn't say, like, what he ate, but, like, they just said, like, like he killed her and ate her. Yeah. Which is, like, part of his history. Mm hmm. That I'm sure her dad was aware of going into it. So, like, I'm not sure why he decided to leave her in the room by herself in the first place, knowing what he's done before. And I'm actually kind of surprised that he was able to do it also, like, so fast, because I'm sure he was probably handcuffed or something. Well, like, wasn't there, like, restricted. a electrical failure, too, that kind of led to it, too? I think they mentioned that there was, like, some what sort of malfunction. That there was some sort of malfunction with the door that they couldn't get it unlocked. Well, I, th- I think he... I think it, it happened so fast he just couldn't get to it fast enough to like be able to open the door. There's probably some security lock to it and you have to open it in some special way so those inmates that are in there don't escape so easily. And I think he he was quick to act on it when he saw the opportunity to kill her when he left. So I think that's a big part of it like it seemed like it just happened so fast and there was nothing he could do because he couldn't get back to her and try to save her and take her out and he kind of just it seemed like he watched it happen too which is horrible and I'm sure he felt horrible for in a way letting it happen and not, not being able to do something about it yeah but I think part of Anna's problem and like her um like depression and things Mm -hmm. that she was dealing with i think also came from that and she um you know didn't really want her to go at first her daughter like she seemed kind of cautious about it but decided to let them go and i think she felt guilty about letting her go so i think that's also a big role in it too so if uh, another thing i should mention is if you're worried about this scene like watching it don't be Mm -hmm. they don't show anything i mean it's kind of hard to watch because of how stupid the characters are but don't it's not you know what is it like tvma or something well not really tv it's netflix ma I think it's Aunt May, yeah. They don't show anything. The woman across the street from the window in the house and the girl is definitely not, you know... It's not graphic. You're not watching Game of Thrones or nothing. Yeah. Yeah, so overall pro. Good, pretty good characters that have, like, legitimate flaws and character arcs to to them. Mm -hmm. Con. Stupidity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much all I can say about that. I I couldn't believe when we saw that scene of what happened and why the mom was so traumatized and um, kind of like had a fear of rain because it happened on a day where it rained. Like uh, seeing how all of that unfold and getting the explanation of why she's feeling depressed and like why she's acting like this and drinking a lot and having this fear of rain and all that stuff, like, seeing all that, I think was just, it was really hard to believe that something like that could happen, which 
makes sense now knowing that it's kind of like, um, what do they call it? Like a parody? The parody, show? Yeah. 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 Like, it seemed like they did probably just overemphasize everything and, like, make it yeah. not very realistic, like... Could something like that really happen? Like, I guess it it is possible, but you would just hope not. You would just think, you know, someone like a parent would not intentionally put their child in that situation. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it was somewhat intentional and unintentional. I think in this specific situation, like he wanted her there, but you know, obviously didn't want to leave her in the room with him and not be able to get back to her. So. It just seemed like he wasn't really thinking it through and realizing how dangerous it was, the situation he put her in, and not being able to get back to her, and that ends up happening and everything. Um, Just seems all very unlikely of a situation, but it makes sense with how the show was made when we learned that this is a type of show where everything's just kind of over dramatized and um they just kind of overemphasize everything and that's that's just how it is and it's in a way it's I think somewhat of a comedy too but um I just think we we thought about it a lot personally because we are aspiring therapists and we were thinking about that situation like you know he he did this that was not ethical like being a therapist for his former wife and um being a therapist and leaving his like bringing his child with him young child too yeah and leaving her in there you know like we were just thinking of it from that perspective because that's you know what we want to do like not necessarily work with people in prisons and do the forensic psychology part that's not the program we're in right now but I think just in general it's it's a similar thing that he's doing to what we want to do so I think we we even took it more personally because it was like this is something we want to do when this happened and we just could not believe it and we couldn't believe that he would do something like that like be that dumb and leave his daughter in there and even like taking her with him in the first place we were just like wow like why would you do that you know like we could not do that yeah definitely warning spoiler alert ahead in the next segment now what does every good mystery novel have a twist because it can't be as clear-cut as like, oh, this person hated this person and said he was going to kill him, and that's why they killed him. The twist, the twist. Now, I personally hate it. I love the twist. What? Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. Okay, well. Like, really unexpected, but... Yeah, I'll give him that. I do think it's interesting. Yeah, here's not a twist. Our cat keeps on jumping on. Ben! Please hold. Oh, yeah. Alright, yeah, so, the twist. So, let me break down the context, and we'll let you decide if you loved or hated the twist. Mm -hmm. So, basically, Neil, the father and the primary suspect, has already been kind of, you know, cleared. Mm -hmm. They, uh, 
she basically sees him carrying out. She basically like confronts him, starts accusing him of everything. She sees him carrying a suspicious bag. She's like, flight attendant's body wasn't that bag. I'm gonna expose him. And then he goes over there and he takes out a puppet. He's like, I'm practicing puppets because it's my coping mechanism. Oh, yeah. And there's a bunch of camera crews following him. And then he goes on stage. He performs. People love him. There's this one. There's a bald person, a German person, someone who's Colombian, and a British guy mm-hmm. are all watching him perform. And then <clears throat> the British guy says, that was definitely one of the best comedy performances, puppeteer performances we've ever seen. I'm going to give you the golden buzzer because of your tragic backstory. And then Simon Cowell presses the golden buzzer, and then wow. he's all happy, and then Anna's like, but he killed, but maybe I was wrong about you. Oh, wait, that never happened, did it? No. No? Oh, he just wanted to do an open mic night? Yeah. Oh. I like my version better. That was interesting. Yeah. So, um, his name has been nice and cleared. Dragon, stripper dude, also cleared. And then we see, then she notices that someone's kind of living in her house, which is kind of out of nowhere and unexpected. And then we realize that there have been some kind of strange things. Like she faints outside, she wakes up in her, in her home. Yeah, that's something that is interesting. There have been some plot holes in the woman across the street from the window and the house and the girl and the louse and the feather and the hole in the hole and the bog and the bog down in the valley. Ho, ho, the rattling bog, bog down in the valley, yo. That's the title, right? No. Ah. That's way too long. Darn it. Anyways, um, what she, she notices stuff, and then she sees some gloves that look familiar, and then she sees the figure with the hammer mm-hmm. walking towards the house. Yeah. Who is it? It's none other than the Dodger baseball player that got accused of a bunch of bad stuff, Walker Bueller. No. If you take away the Walker and the er part, meaning it's Buell, the handyman. Mm. And so we see him, you know, walking towards the house. And then she asks her husband, who made another poor decision. He's like, mm-hmm. wait, didn't you work with Buell? And he's like, uh, yeah, I did. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. He like, he never told her about him which is also that's one bad. more bad decision on his part yeah and then he basically says you can't it's like what did he get accused of and again it was something totally harmless like a speeding ticket and tax evasion oh wait he's an idiot so it was he murdered his family with a hammer not making that part up that's literally what he says yeah and so she's like oh crap he's gonna murder the girl she's gonna murder neil and his daughter I gotta go stop him. And at this point, we're kind of kicking ourselves. Because, like, we should have seen this one coming. Like, you know. (laughs) Of course it's Buell. I love Buell. Buell's an innocent character. He's kind of funny. But he's been there for a while to fix something that shouldn't be fixed. He's kind of an unassuming character. Clearly, there might be something, like, you know, mentally kind of not right with him. Because he injured himself with, like, a hammer or a knife or something. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. And he began bleeding a lot. I was like, oh, look at that. Just <laughs> really nonchalant. Basically, he's about as nonchalant as that guy from the circle yeah. that doesn't say anything and doesn't even seem to react. 
yeah, basically she's really nonchalant. He helped, he carried Anna in when she fainted. And so then she's a bit too late because, you know, it's raining and, you know, she faints in the rain. He already enters the house. We're like, oh no. She crawls in. She sees Buell laying there with a, with a wound in his neck. And he's yep. just like, I wanted to return their mail. They delivered us the wrong mailbox. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, crap. Okay. And at this point, we're like, okay, that makes sense. He couldn't have killed the, what, the wife or the school teacher. So it's Neil. I guess we're going with the Neil route. Yeah. I and think it, it's important to note, too, that I think it was raining when this whole yeah. thing happened. So it, it was difficult for her to leave the house for, for Anna. Yeah. to leave the house and go across the street to go help and like try to stop him because at least she thought at first it was him that, like he was gonna go kill them so with a hammer he had a hammer in his hand too yeah so hammer time she she thought that's what was going to happen so she actually did make it across the street even though it was raining so I think it, it was a big deal for her that she was able to cope with it and manage um, the rain and be able to go help them like when it was a very serious emergency type of situation and she was able to get herself across the street and um, go out in the rain. And we call that character growth. Yeah. And so what happened is that yeah so she walked so she so we see Buell lying there with a knife wound. He passes out. And then we're like, okay, I guess we're going with the Neil route. Mm-hmm. They, re- they flagged him up pretty quickly. Um, he kind of got his name revoked. He kind of got his name off the suspect list. But, you know, I'm glad they brought that twist in, you know. How often does someone, you know, get, his, get their names cleared and then it turns out they did it. Yep. And then we see him dead on the couch. With the knife wound in his throat. The girl's dad, right? Neil, yeah. Yeah. And then at this point, we're like, oh, shoot, okay. Now, like, who's left? Like, who else could be the one doing this? We're running through the suspect list. We're like, okay, Dragon had a pretty clear alibi, but I guess it could still be him. Mm. Nosy neighbor, that's always a possibility. Kind of lame. Police officer, corrupt officers exist. Therapist dude could have had the worst worst (laughs) luck ever. Joe Biden was president at the time, so maybe he did it somehow. No. CIA, Elvis, who? And then we see who's holding the knife. The child. Mm -hmm. It was the child. And no, I'm not making this up. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, the child did it. And because... Maybe it could be because she heard that one thing. There's only one thing worse than a rapist. Boom. A child. But... Joking aside, it was the child. Mm-hmm. Now, we have mixed emotions on that. I hated it. <laughs> she loved it. Why did you love it? Why did I love it? Yeah. Well, um, I think I liked how um, the way it was so unexpected for that to be the person behind everything like for like a literally a child not an adult capable of murder you know you, you don't really see that often like children being capable of that and wanting to do that and um, they explained her whole backstory too that kind of made sense but it was 
really extreme. Like, she, I think her first murder was her mom. Pregnant mom, by the way. Yeah, who was pregnant, and she seemed to want to kill her, mostly, I think, wanting to kill the child that was in her because she didn't want to have a younger sibling, and she was jealous and didn't want to share her parents' attention with, you know, another child, a sibling there, which I know that this is common for older siblings to maybe feel jealous or get upset by a new child I just coming say, into the world who's their sibling. I just want to personally say that when my sister was born, I was disinterested. Mm-hmm. I'm an older sibling. I was totally disinterested. I was more focused on my mom's brand muffin that she had than my younger sister. <laughs> just saying. It, I, I don't I don't remember what it was like for my brother, um, but obviously nothing bad like this, but um, it, I just thought it was interesting because she was so jealous and upset by getting a younger sibling coming soon that she resorted to killing her mom, which was very, very extreme of a response. And, you know, it's not really normal to go that far with it. And I think they they thought it was just some kind of accident because uh, they were... Yeah, they were were on a deck um, on a lake, and I think she drowned. but it was her fault. Like they showed the whole backstory behind it. So I thought that was really interesting. And, you know, just thinking from a psychological perspective, I was like, wow, she was so upset about this that she resorted to that and going that far with it. And then from there, she just starts killing more people, like her teacher. Why did she kill the teacher and, again? Um, was it ever explained? I think, I think she just like didn't like her. Okay. I don't think it was really anything significant. It almost seemed like she did it just to do it because she did it before. And she's, um, like, there's something, like, you know, seriously going on with her. And she's not, you know, right mentally. And she keeps doing this to people and, you know, doesn't realize the implications of it and how bad that is, it seems like, because she keeps doing it. Um, But it was like that and no one realizing that she did it because I, I think she like pushed her off the cliff or something uh the lighthouse or the lighthouse yeah um actually and i think she, they thought that she just fell she instead. was she was hanging on to her mm-hmm. like both of her hands and then she slowly undid the watch that harry ellis gave her and then she fall fell and then the fbi wait no i'm thinking of a different thing again <laughs> my bad sorry and i was like sorry, what guys. are you talking about um yeah so like that happened she also made it look like an accident which is you know kind of clever for a child to be able to do that like not get caught for so long for doing this she clearly played among us yeah which is part of the problem i think like especially like the first time after she killed someone she didn't get any help for it she didn't you know see a therapist or anything to talk about that and get some help for it and possibly present it from, prevent it from happening in the future. So that was very problematic and she kept doing it 
and she even like she killed her own dad too which i think is awful also and tried to kill buell yeah and then uh, anna and anna yeah she was like trying to kill her and she saw like how kind of like crazy she was and she was like oh my gosh and she really like was almost successful in killing her but luckily was not she survived it but just seeing like the child acting that way i just think is so interesting just with psychology and my interest in that field and you know like why do people do what they do and especially when children go that far with things and are like killers or hurt people or do these really bad things that normally adults would do i think it's just even more surprising when you see a child doing it because it's not as common so i just thought like it was really interesting that it ended up being a child like like i was somewhat like wanting it to be someone else but at the same time i thought like oh that's really interesting like i never would have suspected it was her because it's a child and you don't think a child would be capable of something like that or like want to do something like that so it was just kind of one of those more rare cases where a child did resort to that and killed some people and she really needed some help with that so i just thought it was a very interesting and unexpected twist that i didn't see coming at all so i liked it okay i didn't like it now was it unexpected yeah it was pretty unexpected mm-hmm. i i actually right when we saw the dad was dead i jokingly said it was the child but it turned out it was and yeah. i at first kind of thought that anna would snap out of it like her flashback mm-hmm. like she's just like you know imagining it she has a little some flashbacks yeah and so i think that i didn't really like it because of one little word <laughs> alfredo wait no that's not the right word no. justice justice because her death toll you know there's got to be some consequences for that because like she killed her teacher mm-hmm. all right that's that's pretty bad now we could have related it by saying like you had a good we had great teach. i was pretty lucky that i had pretty good teachers michaela you had pretty good teachers right yes i did all right yeah and also my mom is a teacher mm-hmm. so there's that there's that little added layer for me but also, she killed her mom and an unborn child. Like, that's double homicide. Yeah. Like, when you kill a child, let alone an unborn child, that's like, you know, you want to see something happen to them. You, like, you want justice. But then at the mm-hmm. same time, you're, like, conflicted. You're like, oh, wait, there's a little eight-year-old that did it. Or eight or nine? I want to say she was nine. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, she's like, oh, wait, there's an eight or nine-year-old. Darn. Okay, wait. But I don't want to see her killed because that's still a child dying. It's just... It's very... It's a very weird and confusing thing. And it's a lose-lose, honestly. It's like, the child walks free, but the victims are still, you know, no justice is served for them. Or a little child dies, but she deserved it, but she's still a child. So it's very... She's not walking free, though, anymore. Like, they caught her, finally, because Anna saw it firsthand like happen to her but I mean I I don't I don't think there's really justice there 
that needs to be done as much because she's a child and I think you know her brain's not fully developed she doesn't fully understand I think what she's doing and how bad it is and you know like I think she just really needs help and needs that to be explained to her like what she's doing is not okay and you know she clearly either doesn't understand that or doesn't care and she needs to care and you know care about other people empathize with them you know not want to resort to killing someone just because they make her mad for some reason because it seemed like some of her reasons were kind of small you know like obviously not a good enough reason to want to kill them so I think just because she's a child it is different like she's she's not going to prison for it I don't know if they would put her in juvie because she is pretty small or if she would just get help like you know with her mental health with a therapist or something instead to explain these things to her and have her understand what she's doing and um, get some help with preventing that from happening again and not doing that in the future and all of that stuff but I just think um, because she is a child it is kind of different you kind of have to try to understand more where she's coming from and know that she's not really getting it because she's so young still and she needs someone to talk to her about it and figure out why she's doing this and try to explain to her in the way that a child would understand like that's not okay and you can't you know do those kind of things to people and try to help her with that i just think it could have been handled a little bit better mm-hmm. like here's some like they could have gone the dual route which is what everyone was probably already gearing up for they could have gone that route, just kind of, you know, and they've then explained the mom's death and the teacher's death there. Mm-hmm. They could have gone the Neil route, which I think was a pretty good unexpected twist. Like, you know, yeah. cleared his name. Like, he's a suspect, cleared his name. Oh, wait, he actually did it. Mm-hmm. Or they could have done a route that I think was personally would have been, you know, I actually thought of this one. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty good, personally, even if I do say so myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so what could have happened is like he could have had you know anger issues neil and he could have you know struggled with that his entire life that's how anna thought that the mom died the teacher's death could have just been a fluke accident like it was raining she slipped off the railing of the lighthouse she fell and then as for the flight attendant like he could have gotten help for his anger issues and he's all good now as for the flight attendant there was a key piece that she was that they were missing and that's that she was trying to scam them or rob them like dragon was like you know okay i don't want to harm no child like he's he, he was done with that mm-hmm. but she was like screw that i'm gonna rob them i'm gonna get rich and so i think it would have been an interesting twist is if the girl or the dad found out that they were trying to scam that, he, that she was trying to scam them, and then they, you know, they tried to fight her kind of, they tried to stop her, but then things went too far and he accidentally stabbed her. I think that would have been a really interesting thing. Then he could have just gotten paranoid that Buell would find out and then stab Buell, and then they would just go from there. Mm-hmm. But there was the twists that the girl did it. As much as I want to change it, reverse it, it's canon now. 
Yeah, so that was the twist. Controversial, but they got us talking, so <laughs> mission accomplished. So that was the part of the show. Wrap it up, slap it on it, send it to you guys. The woman in the sh- house across the window from the girl in the street. No. Right? no. Okay, the street <laughs> across the house from the window in the girl in the night with the act. No? No. <laughs> the woman... In the house, yeah. across the street, mm-hmm. from the girl in the window, yes. with the egg and the feather and the nest and the hole and the hole and the bog and the bog and the bog down in the valley, yo, ho, ho, the rat and bog, the bog down in the valley, yo. Okay, we get it. Now, yeah, we get that I can't say complex words with a lot of pronouns, I guess. No, not pronouns. Yes, but I love Prepositions. you. Aw, thanks, baby. Mm-hmm. I love you, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, actually... Now that you just said the title, I wonder if it was obvious the whole time. Mm. Because in the title, you know, it's the woman and then the girl. Oh. So the girl's, you know, we find out later is the killer. Oh, that's true. Because we thought the girl in the window was the flight attendant who got stabbed. Mm, Yeah. The woman in the house, that's obviously Anna. Yeah. But I wonder... You know, the girl's supposed to be the girl who was the killer, and then they literally put in the title, so I don't know if that was maybe their way of foreshadowing it or trying to let you know, like, hey, she did this, it's all her. But I didn't really think about it until, for some reason, when he said it right now, I I guess it kind of just came to me and clicked in my head, so... Yeah, because they're both, like, you know, grown women, so... Ah, good point. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) pop. Anyways, can continue with the conclusion. Right. So, um, overall, I liked it. Yeah. Um, it's not... I pers- I personally don't really like, you know, judging shows or movies or anything based on a crappy ending, because, you know... <laughs> I don't think it's a crappy ending, by I the way. Do. I mean, but, like, I pers- Unless it's, like, you know, totally negates everything, like, it was all a dream. Mm-hmm. That worked for Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Never again. Now it's just lazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, overall, I thought it was a... Uh, I thought it was good. The plot line was nice and clear, and it was really interesting. Even if they did... Even if they did say stuff was canon, make stuff look canon that wasn't really canon. Yeah. Um, in addition, the characters were really good. They had nice little flaws to them, and they are all pretty unique. Even if... My cat is jumping on the counter again. He does that a lot. They both do it. So, um, even if the characters were really stupid. Um, by the way, the ending, because I need to talk a little bit about the ending. Like, not, not, not the, not the child part. We already did that way too much. (laughs) But the, uh, the ending. In the end, Mr. Ethical Violation Therapist dude somehow wins Anna back despite definitely committing multiple ethical and legal violations mm-hmm. and being stupid and she just lets Buell live in the house with her you know just yeah. a mentally unstable person living in a house with you what can go wrong <laughs> just another dumb decision in the long list of stupid decisions that the characters made pretty much yeah and the twists controversial yes mm-hmm. good depending on who you ask Hotel Trivago Okay. Um, I personally didn't really like it that much, but my wife 
liked it. And you can watch for yourself and decide what you think. Yeah, and uh, so that's pretty much uh, the end of this episode of Post Credits Rants and References. Rants and References? Yeah, I know I don't say it too much, but that's my official motto, Post Credits Rants and References. Because I reference a lot of shows. Right. And, and movies. And movies and other stuff and songs even. And you go on rants about them? And I go on rants. We went on a rant about our cats. Well, well but I... How we adopted cats. But I do think sometimes you, you don't always rant about the shows and movies you're talking about. Like, you know, some... I think you want to talk about it because you liked it and you say good things about it and you recommend it to oh, people I'm, too. I, I'm not talking about that whatsoever. I'm talking about those off-topic rants I do. Oh. Water, cats. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I talked about my childhood a few times. Okay. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. What you meant by that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. However, there is still one question left unsolved. What would that be? Who is a better detective? Mm. Anna? Or Steve Martin, Martin Short and Sluta Gomez from Only Murders in the Building. Who would be the better detective? Well, I think they are because they actually solved murders. I don't think she really... I don't think she knew the girl did it until she literally saw it happen before her. That's true. When she was in the room and saw two people dead, but not the child. And I think she was holding a knife. I think she was, yeah. And was, like, ready to try to kill her, too. Mm-hmm. Which also was, like, you know, very small, not very significant enough reason, you know, and justifiable to want to kill somebody. So, it seemed like, because she she thought it was the guy fixing her mailbox. Or 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 trying to fix it, the mailbox. But then, when she got there, she realized it was someone else. In Only Murders, they solved it twice yeah so and they're gonna far, they're gonna so. try it three times mm-hmm. yeah Paul run actually yeah that was interesting but he's a cool actor so yeah so uh, that's all for this episode and hang on I think my cat Finn wants to say something come here you okay yeah now run away yeah yeah for some reason after sleeping for a little while, he's very active and wanting to jump on everything as cats do, so. He's pretty young. Less than six months, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's all for this episode. Um, one thing I do want to mention is next week may not have an episode because mm-hmm. I will be out of town for a wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're thinking, hey, what's the significance of that? Well, I normally pre-record my episodes because my Tuesdays are pretty busy. Now and they are. Now they are, yeah. And I want to, you know, keep it, you know, kind of consistent on Tuesdays. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, oh, we'll see. Probably not. Kind of busy. Uh, yeah. Do you want to say anything, Kayla? I enjoyed doing this podcast with you, and I think it's it was fun to talk about this show specifically also, because there was some psychology stuff in there. So I probably, if you could couldn't tell I got really passionate about it and wanted to ex- try to explain the show you know if anyone wanted to understand from that kind of perspective of it and there was literally a, a therapist you know character in there not like he didn't really have a major role in it he I don't think he was in all the episodes but 
I guess the significant role, you know, was how Anna got her trauma and that experience that really affected her life and impacted yeah. it. So. Oh yeah, another thing. I, I liked it. That I feel like I should mention that should have gave it away that it's a parody. Mm-hmm. The inscription on her tombstone changed. The daughter's tombstone. She visits oh. her daughter's tombstone a lot. And it wasn't even, you know, subtle. It's like a blunt difference. Like, they could have put flowers in front of that. Yeah. It's not... It, it changed a lot. So, yeah, that's uh, that's all for this episode. Um, One twist that I actually might include in my podcast is I might... Mm-hmm. This is the first time you're hearing this, too, actually. All right. I might ask for a bell for my birthday or for Christmas. A bell. Yeah, so... I can just ring the bell each time and make a reference. So people know, like, hey, that was a reference. Oh, to something else that you're not talking about? Yeah, like, uh, this one I made. They call me Tim Ding. My Python voice. So, like, one that sits on a desk that people ring, like, you know, like, ring this bell for assistance yeah, if that. the person's not at the front desk. Not, yeah. like, one that you pick up and... No, no, no not, not a Salvation Army bell, no. Okay. Yeah, um, so... Yeah, this probably won't affect this season that much because my birthday is after the season's over, after my podcast season's over. But, you know, mm-hmm. I have Christmas specials and all that, Jen. Specials. Yeah. So, yeah, um, feel free to shoot me a DM at post underscore credits underscore podcast. Star Wars holiday special. That was a mistake. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, but, yeah, feel free to shoot me. That was your first episode, actually, with me. Yep. Yeah. Do we, we don't agree on everything quite um like quite everything but mm-hmm. we love each other yeah that's all that matters mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah feel free to shoot me a dm at post underscore credits underscore podcast and follow me on instagram with that too to see if you think that'll either like yeah i, I want to know when your references are or screw that that seems really annoying and really inconvenient mm-hmm. so yeah um thanks for listening to post credits rants and references And roll crap.